Good morning. How you guys doing today? Awesome. I want to welcome everybody to church today. I want to welcome everybody that is watching us online right now. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in and staying connected to Passionate Life Church. I want to say a special shout out to our peeps in Amarillo, Texas that are watching as a watch party with Kathy and Rowdy. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in today uh, and starting off the new year uh, with us at Passionate Life Church. All right, come on. Are you guys excited to be in church today? Come on. I use this joke once a year, okay? Um, congratulations, you have perfect church attendance today. Come on, for the whole year. For the whole year, you're nailing it, okay? Awesome. All right, I, we have so much to get into today, and so I'm going to just breeze through the pastoral fluff. Uh, you know what I mean when I'm talking about my day, and, and you know, we're going to breeze right through it because, man, God has so much for us today. Fast 22, God's greatness awaits us for this year. Come on, let's pray, and we're going to get into the Word today. Father, we thank you for this moment. Father God, we thank you for a new year that, that just represents a, a fresh start for each and every person. God, God, I thank you for every person that's in this room today and watching online, that you have a purpose and you have a plan for us today and for the rest of the year. Father, we just ask right now, Holy Spirit, you, you would open our hearts, you would open our minds to the understanding of your perfect word. We just come against the attacks of the enemy right now, uh, the father of lies. We banish him back to the pit of hell right now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, I just pray that you help me get out of the way, none of me and all of you in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen, amen and amen. For those of you that are, are newer uh, to Passionate Life Church, uh, every year uh, the Holy Spirit just gives me a word for the whole year, and it just kind of resonates throughout every message uh, that is preached. Last year was brokenness, and um, and the reason why the word last year was brokenness is because God wanted to heal some things in us because God is close to the brokenhearted. And um, there were some places that, that we needed to allow God into last year. And so this year, man, I'm not going to, uh, you know, preach a whole message and then give it to you at the end. I'm going to give it to you in the beginning because I'm a good pastor, okay? And, and uh, the word for the year is the year of challenge. The year of challenge. And, and uh, Don was uh, pestering me yesterday, like, give me the word. Come on, give me the word before everybody else. Uh, I, I need to write it on the calendar. That's why I need it. And so I said, fine. Uh, the word's challenge. And, and, and she was just looking at it yesterday, and she's like, this is intimidating, okay? Like, this is an intimidating word. And, and um, it is an intimidating word it, it, unless you know the definition. And uh, I, I was just wrestling with God over the last... 30 days or so, the last month or so, and just like, God, is this the word that you have for your people? And, and, and so I, I was even negotiating with God. I was just like, are you talking about like some people or, you know, like the people that are fired up, right? Uh, the, the people would come to church like, you know, after a snowstorm, right? Like, are you talking about those people, God? And, and the, the Holy Spirit's like, no, everybody. Like, I want to challenge everybody uh, who is part of Passionate Life Church, whether you're in this building or watching online, man, God has a challenge for every single person, okay? So let me read you uh, the definition, and this will, it'll really start to make sense after I read the definition. Go ahead and put the definition up. Challenge. Something that by its nature or character serves as a call to battle 
contest to give a special effort. So God is calling us into battle. He's asking us to enter this contest against evil, and he needs us to give a special effort. This is what God is calling for. This is what God has for us as a church. Man, he's been calling us into battle. And you, man, last year, I, I feel like God was preparing us for battle of this year. He's, he's, he's drawing us into a contest of evil, but we need to make a special effort. There needs to be a special effort on our part. Listen, you came to church today. You made a special effort to come to church, okay? You had to shovel your driveway, you, you had to brush off the snow off your car, right? You, you had to drive in the snow, right? Like you made a special effort today. And that is what God is asking for us from 2022 because God's greatness awaits us in this year if we will give a special effort, okay? Now, the other thing that I want to put with this today before we get into uh, the meat of the word is uh, the Jewish calendar. In the Jewish calendar, they don't chop the calendar in half like we do. Um, the Jewish calendar, the year is 5782, okay? In the Jewish calendar, it's 5782, and I really thought this was interesting as I was studying this week. Um, if you know anything about the Hebrew uh, alphabet, there are numbers assigned to each letter, okay? And then there's deep meaning, and I just really believe that there's some pro prophetic uh, wisdom attached to the Hebrew language and, and uh, just just numbers sometimes, not always, but, but, but sometimes I just really believe that this is a word for us uh, today and this year. And so uh, we are in the, the uh, decade of the 80s, okay, uh, according to uh, the Jews. We're in the decade of the 80s, okay? And so uh, the number eight is symbolic of the mouth and breath and can also mean speech, uh, word, or uh, vocalization, okay? Now, isn't that interesting, okay? So for us, it would be 2020 would have been the start of the 80s, according to the Jewish calendar. And isn't it interesting that we started 2020 with things over our mouth? Wouldn't it be interesting? Isn't that interesting that we started 2020 in... in, in where churches were deemed, uh, you know, non-essential, and, and and Christians are told to shut up and go away because you don't, you know, submit to cultural beliefs which are counter to the Word of God. Isn't it interesting that 2020 started out that way, where we spent the majority of our time, and and still, uh, you know, these last couple of years with 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 a piece of cloth over our mouth, and this is the year. Of the mouth. This is the year of breath. This is the year where, where God is calling us to step into boldness and, and step into, uh, man, he calls us to be strong and courageous to speak out in truth and love. Isn't it interesting that the enemy decided the best way to keep Christians silent is to put a piece of cloth over their mouth? The second number that I want to talk about is two, okay? Two. Two, symbolic meaning is tent, house, place where you live or where God lives. Essentially, what I believe the Jewish calendar is telling us here and, and the word that God gave me as far as challenging, what he's saying that this is the year of your family. This is the year of your home. This is the year of God's house, of God's church. 
But the expectation of what God needs from us is he needs us to make a special effort. Man, if you want blessings on your home and if you want, man, you see, if you want to see Passionate Life Church reach more people for Jesus than we ever have before, it's going to take a special effort to see that come to fruition. I truly believe that this is the year where, man, some of you, your, your marriages, this is the year of your marriage. Marriage gets better. You're, you're, man, this is the year where, where man, your kids, and, and man, you're just family dynamic. There's unity that, that is brought there. Why? Because this is the year that you go all in on Jesus. This is the year that you say, okay, man, I've, I've been in 25% or I've been in 50%. Man, this is the year that I'm going to give a special effort. God, I'm going all in on Jesus. And this is why we do a fast in the beginning of every single year because fasting is a special effort, okay? Fasting takes a special effort on all of our part to fast and pray for 21 days. That takes a special effort when you're in a battle, when, when, when you're entering in a contest against evil, that takes a special effort, and fasting is part of it. Now, let, let, let's talk about the enemy that, that we're, we're up against in battle and, and in this contest. Jesus calls him a strong man, okay? Now, this is in no way, shape, or form to glorify Satan in any way, okay? But it's intelligent to not undermine or disrespect our opponent, okay? Just ask Mike Tyson, okay? In 1990, he fought a guy by the name of Buster Douglas, okay? It, it, there was no way Buster Douglas was supposed to beat Mike Tyson, okay? Mike Tyson was just one of the greatest fighters ever, and he had just the fist of fury. He would just run out. Man, when, when the, the bell would ring, he would just run out and just pummel his opponent, right? And just, just hit him over and over and over again until he knocked him out. And, and just Mike Tyson was, was, you know, he was undefeated, and Buster Douglas was kind of unknown, but Mike Tyson didn't train like he should train. He didn't put in the special effort that he should, and he was partying like crazy. I think he partied until 3 o'clock in the morning before the fight of Buster Douglas. And Buster Douglas did the unthinkable and knocked Mike Tyson out in 10 rounds. And so if we don't have at least some sort of healthy respect for our opponent, Jesus calls Satan a strong man, okay? And, and, and I don't want us to forget that at one point Satan was a, a, an angel in heaven, a very powerful angel who got kicked out of heaven because of his pride. And Jesus calls him the father of lies, not just because he, he lies to us, but because he lied to a third of the angels, and a third of the angels went with Satan. And, and, and so let's not forget that he is a supernatural being. We, we even see, I believe it's the archangel Michael doesn't even accuse Satan. He says, the Lord accuse you. He's like, I, I'm not messing with you when I want to. The Lord accuse you. And so, again, not to glorify Satan, but to understand that we have no power on our own to beat Satan. Like, like you, you can go to the gym twice a day for seven days a week. You can't get strong enough to beat Satan. You, you can't get uh, uh, you know, physically or mentally strong enough to beat Satan. We can only beat Satan through Jesus and Christ alone. That's it. It's not our own effort, our own desire, or our own power. 
that overcomes the strong man. And so I want to read this passage for you today in Mark 3, 20 through 23. One time Jesus entered a house and the crowds began to gather again. Soon he and his disciples couldn't even find time to eat. When his family heard what was happening, they tried to take him away. He's out of his mind, they said. And so let's stop there for a moment. Okay, and the reason why I want to stop there for a moment is because, first of all, Jesus' mom and, and brothers were telling everybody that Jesus was out of his mind, okay? Um, and they tried to get Jesus to come home, whether uh, Jesus was embarrassing them, he was embarrassing the family, I, I don't, the scripture doesn't really tell us, but they, they were like, he's out of his mind, okay? And the reason why I, I, I wanna just stop there is because when you start doing great things for God and you start chasing the greatness of God that awaits for our lives and you start doing things like fasting and praying, People, okay, are going to say things to you like, you are out of your mind. When you're eating carrots and celery for lunch at work, and someone's like, new diet? And you're like, no. And, and listen, we're doing, this is a corporate fast, okay? So it's okay to tell people that you're fasting and praying because we're fasting for unity. We're fasting to, to see more of God's power and his glory in our city, in our lives, in our homes. And so it's okay, we're doing a corporate visit. It's okay to tell people that you're fasting and praying. And so when you tell them that, they're gonna say, you out of your mind. Like, what's wrong with you, right? And, and, and listen, then this is what's gonna happen about day three, okay? You're gonna commit to do the Daniel fast, right? Which is no meat and it's fruits and vegetables. And man, we've got lots of resources that we wanna give you over the next week or so um, because next Sunday is when we're gonna start it together. And uh, about day three or day four, okay? You're gonna start dreaming about bacon cheeseburgers <laughs> and, and brats and, 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 and bacon and, and just, you, you know what I mean, like steak. And, and you're just, you're just going to start dreaming about it. And this is what the enemy is going to whisper to you. He's going to whisper to you, you, what you are doing will not matter. You are out of your mind. And so this is how Satan works. He, he wants to stop us from doing, to making that extra effort, that special effort, man, that, that is going to allow us to see the breakthrough, that's going to allow us to see the miracle, that's going to allow us to see the healing take place. Man, he wants to stop us because he knows that he's in a contest, in a battle with us. And so you're going to hear the whispers of, you're out of your mind whether it's from family members, whether it's from friends, whether it's coworkers, whether it's you know, other students that, that you're going to school with, you will hear the whispers. You're out of your mind. But I just want to tell you that Jesus heard that too, okay? He heard those whispers and, and those, those things that he's out of his mind and it did not stop him. Let's continue. But the teachers of religious law who had arrived from Jerusalem said, he's possessed by Satan, the prince of demons. That's where he gets the power to cast out demons. Jesus called them over and responded with an illustration. Whenever Jesus gives an illustration, we need to pay attention to that illustration. Amen? How can Satan cast out Satan? Let's continue. A kingdom divided, look at this sentence, a kingdom divided by civil war will collapse. A kingdom divided by civil war will collapse. What a sentence that Jesus makes that statement. That is such a true statement. 
And I don't know if you know this, but you should know this, that we are in a civil war right now for our country. It looks way different than the last civil war, right? Where, where, where men were, were, you know, putting, you know, balls of, you know, in, in muskets and shooting each other, right? Over slavery, right? Which is just, we look back at that and we're like, what is wrong with these people? Do you know what I mean? Like, why were they fighting over this, right? The ability to enslave people to work for free so the rich can just get richer. Guys, we're in a civil war today and the slavery that is trying to be imposed on us just doesn't look like it used to look, okay? Saying a lot smarter than that this time. But it's still the same thing. We're at civil war, now, it just doesn't look the way we look. You know, it's, man, there's a war on our kids. There's a war on our kids in our school system, in the education system that's happening. Man, there's just a war. It just doesn't look like we used to think it looked, but it's still a war against our freedom. We saw that in 2020, how quickly the government was to shut down the churches and say, no, you need to close your doors. And so... We're in a civil war. It just looks different. And what Jesus is stating here is, man, if we don't get it together, church, if we don't get it right, if we don't, man, give special effort and, and man, fast and pray for our country and and our state and and our city, we will collapse. Like like, like this this word, these are the words of Jesus. He says, look, a kingdom divided by civil war will collapse. And I'm telling you right now, it is the church It's the American church right now that is keeping America from completely falling apart. It's the men and women and the children that are on their knees every day praying over our country that's stopping it from collapse. But I believe that, man, I believe that God's greatness awaits us, church, this year. I believe, man, God can heal this nation. He can heal our state. He can heal our families. He can heal our city. And we can experience a historic revival like never before. But it will take a special effort. And if Satan is divided and fights against himself, how can he stand? He will never survive. Let me illustrate this further. Who is powerful enough to enter the house of a strong man like Satan and plunder his goods. And so, look, he, he's calling Satan a strong man, okay? And he's like, who's, who's strong enough to do that? He says, only someone even what? Even stronger. Someone who could tie him up and then plunder his house. Come on, I love that illustration by Jesus. Let me give you the definition of two words today. The first word is goods and possessions because I want us to understand what Satan has, okay, and what does he possess, okay, goods. He's possessing goods, possessions, okay. The definition for that, and this is the, the, the Greek definition of this, a vessel or especially a wife as contributing to the usefulness of the husband. I, I think that definition is so Interesting that that's what the Greek word means here, goods and possession, a vessel or especially a wife as contributing to the usefulness of the husband. So let's, let's get that first word, a vessel. Okay, many times in scripture, a vessel represents people. A vessel represents people, right? We're, we're empty vessels and the Holy Spirit fills us, right? And so what 
what are Satan's possessions? What, what are his goods? Goods are people. People that, that he has, has stolen, right? He's stolen vessels. He's stolen people. He has people under his control. And then this, this second definition, I love it. I, I, I think there's a, a first reason explanation, and I think there's a second one too, an even more deeper one. But this makes sense that this is, this is the year of, of the house, right, of your house and, and God's house, and that specifically Satan would attack marriages, right? He would attack marriages. This is what it's talking about, communication between a husband and a wife, right, and that he would attack marriages, and he's been doing it for the last decade, right? And he, he, he's watered down what marriage actually is, and, and he's, you know, created different definitions that, that two men and two women can get married. Like, that is not the biblical definition of marriage, okay? That is not what Jesus, uh, you know, came to construct as marriage. And so it's so interesting that Satan would attack that, right? That's the vessel. That's what he's trying to, to pull apart, and this is what Jesus wants to steal back, okay? This is what he wants to steal back. He wants to steal back the family dynamic. He wants to steal back the home. He wants to steal back his church. And, and, and so here we go. The, the second part of this, a wife is contributing to the usefulness of the husband. The church is known as Jesus' wife, okay? We're known as the bride of Christ. Now, listen, men, get over it, okay? Just... Move past it, just get over it, okay? You're, you're, you're part of a church, you're part of the bride, all right? Just get over it, okay? And, 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 and so, man, we're, we're the wife of Jesus, right? We're, 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 we're his wife, we're his bride, right? And, and what I believe he's talking about here is the usefulness of the church to Jesus, right? He, because, man, if this is the year of God's church, we have to be useful to Jesus, and so we have to make a special effort as the church. We have to make a special effort, man, and that's why we're, we're fasting and praying because that is a special effort. And, and for, man, for, for everybody in here today, that means a different, something different from, for each of us, right? Like, like maybe making a special effort would, would be serving the church, right? Serving on Sundays. Or, or maybe uh, making a special effort would, would be going on Wednesday night for prayer. And listen, I want to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you already. The three Wednesday nights that we're going to be fasting and praying, I want to encourage every single one of you to make a special effort and be there, okay? You will be blessed. Man, God will bless you by going to our prayer nights on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock here uh, at Passionate Life Church, okay? And so maybe making a special effort for you is, is, is showing up on Sunday on a consistent basis, Okay, not once every six weeks, right? Like, like actually coming to church. And, and men, if you got kids, li- li- listen to me. And you're, maybe you're watching online today. Uh, okay, listen, it is your responsibility to wake up on Sunday and get everybody up. Okay, I know the kids don't want to get up. Listen, dad, you wake them up. You are the spiritual leader of your home. 2022 is going to be the year, dads. You take over spiritual leadership of your home and you say, listen, family, get up. We're going to church because my house is going to serve the Lord. Maybe for the first time, it's giving, giving financially. You're going to start tithing in 2022, and God's going to bless your finances like never before. Uh, 
This is between you and the Holy Spirit. You need to discover and find out what's the special effort that God has for me in 2022 because greatness awaits myself and my family. Okay, let's look at the definition of plunder. Plunder is to rob of goods or valuables by open force, as in war, as in hostile raids. Jesus wants to get hostile with Satan in our lives. Come on, he wants to plunder. He wants to steal back everything that Satan has stolen from us. Come on, for some of you, he's stolen a lot over the last two years. 2020 and 2021 was, was hard years for you. And Jesus is saying, look, if you will give a special effort, if you will go all in in 2022, I'm going to get violent with Satan in your life. And I'm going to plunder. I'm going to steal back everything that he's stolen for you. And then I'm going to bless you on top of it. Come on, somebody. Is anybody excited for 2022? So why should we fast? Good question. Why should we fast? Fasting is our special effort. Really, we do it here at Passionate Life Church, and and, uh, we we put God first, right, in in the beginning of the year because we believe he's going to bless the rest of the year. We want to put God first in everything that we do. Uh, Matthew 6, 16. This is Jesus, okay? Jesus says, and when you Fast. And when you fast, and when you fast, and when you fast, and when you fast. So the expectation from Jesus is what? Is that we would? We would fast, right? And what has happened over the years, and this is what I believe over the years and the decades, is that the American church has gotten super lazy and complacent and shallow, and superficial, and so they don't, you know, a lot of churches don't preach on fasting, they don't encourage fasting, and it's because the church is just shallow, and, and superficial, and has no power, and, and, and so, you know, and because, well, we don't want to challenge people to fast, like, man, that would be hard, no, 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 this is an expectation from Jesus that says, when you fast, so we should fast, right, and, and, when we look at the life of Jesus, he fasted all the time. Jesus fasted, okay? The son of God. You know, the guy that's perfect, that died on the cross for our sins? He, fa- he felt the need to fast and pray while he was living on this earth. And somehow we don't think that we need to. Somehow that we think that we're better than Jesus and we don't need to fast. No, no, no. The expectation is, uh, that Jesus had on his followers is that we would Fast. And then he says, don't make it obvious. He says, don't make it weird, okay? Don't be weird, as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled and just tell everybody, oh, I'm starving. I'm so hungry. I'm, but I'm so spiritual, okay? I'm, I'm just so spiritual and amazing. And, and right? He's just like, don't be weird, right? You know, so people would admire them for fasting. And I tell you the truth, that this is the only reward you get. Like, if you just walk around, so hungry. I've lost 10 pounds already but that's how I'm doing it. I'm getting closer to Jesus, right? Like, like, just don't be weird. And this is what Jesus is saying. Like, no, this is something you should do on a regular basis. So don't make it weird for people that don't know what you're doing. And, and they ask you and, and you just are dramatic, okay? Stop being dramatic, okay? And so um, we fast, why? Because Jesus fasted. We fast because Jesus 
this is the expectation for his followers is that what that we would fast. Okay, so what does fasting do? Right? Like, hey, what does fasting do? Fasting increases our faith and power over strong demonic spirits. Okay? Fasting increases our faith and power over strong demonic spirits, okay? And so the reason why we do a 21-day fast is really from the book of Daniel, and the reason why we do what is called a Daniel fast, and if you don't know what a Daniel fast is, you, you can Google it, you, you can duck, duck, go it, or whatever browser thing that you look at, you know what I mean? You can uh, look it up, and, there's, and we have lots of resources, we're going to have lots of resources this week to give you, um, but really, the, the thought is this. Daniel did a Daniel fast. He, he did a diet uh, of eating fruits and vegetables and water, and he outperformed everybody else, okay? And so what we do for 21 days, and, and really it's a, it's a mind, body, and soul detox from the things of this world. Man, many of us, me, me, eat meat every single day, and, and it's just a detox for our body to give our body a break from eating so much meat, right? And so it, it's just not good for your spirit, but it's good for, for your, your mind and your your body too. And so we do Daniel fast one. We do the fruits and vegetables and, and, and the water and there's lots of recipes and stuff like that we can help you uh, do. And then the other thing, the 21 days, why we do 21 days is because there's a story in the book of Daniel where he talks about praying for 21 days and it took 21 days for him to break the demonic stronghold that was over the city. Okay, and so with those two things together, that's what we're believing for as Passionate Life Church, specifically here in Littleton and Denver and Colorado, that, that a spiritual stronghold would be broken over our city and, and Jesus would be able to plunder back the vessels that Satan has stolen. Come on, somebody. And we would see a historic revival in our city. Okay, so we're going to be in Mark 9 for the rest of our time this morning. And uh, I have to address this part first, okay, because I know how Satan works. And so I want to get to it before Satan tries to bring doubt in your heart and mind over it, okay? And so it, it, it's in Mark 9, 29. And so we're also going to end with this passage too uh, today. Mark 9, 29. Uh, let's look at it. Jesus replied, this kind can be cast out only by prayer. So here uh, in the... In the, the bottom here with the A929, it states this. Some manuscripts read by prayer and fasting, okay? So here's the reason why. Some manuscripts have it, some don't. Uh, maybe you'll be reading your Bible this week because I encourage you to read your Bible all the time, right? And maybe that's the special effort you're going to make this year. You're going to read scripture every single day. You're going to pray every single day. Um, and so... Maybe in your Bible, this, this won't be in it. Okay, here's why it's in some and here not and, and down, you know, in the margin, right? It says prayer and fasting. And I'm going to prove to you today, for us here at Passionate Life Church, Jesus meant to say prayer and fasting. That, that's the point of what he was trying to make. And, and I'll prove that to you in about five minutes. And so why I want to talk about this is because I don't want Satan to put, plant doubt in your mind and say, oh, it's only prayer. You don't, you don't really have to, 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 to fast, right? Here's the reason why. Some of the early manuscripts, like some of the earliest manuscripts, do not have this word fasting included. And, but, and, but the later manuscripts do, okay? Some of the later manuscripts do have this word prayer and fasting included, okay? But recently, they have found some one older manuscript that does 
include prayer and fasting in it, and it's not just prayer, okay? So this is why they thought, uh, this is why some translators didn't put it in, is because they thought some of the people that were translating the Bible were seeing that the early church fasted and prayed all the time. It was like a, a, a core value to fast and pray. They fasted twice a week, okay? Like, like it was just something that they did as a church and they talked about it all of the time as something really important. Again, how far have the American church got away from the original church where when we talk about fasting and, and a lot of people like, and it's not your fault, you're like, I've never done it before. I've never even heard about it. You know what I mean? Like what is fasting? I, I thought it was just a diet, right? And it's because the American church has gotten farther and farther away from the original church that fasted and prayed all the time. And so uh, what they thought was that uh, they included that just because it was like a common thing that they did all the time as an early church. But um, man, we, we see today that, that uh, and I believe that Jesus was saying just not prayer because the disciples prayed, and, and I'm going to show you in this story, that it is supposed to be by prayer and fasting, okay? Let's look at the Uh, passage here today in Mark, the whole passage. When they returned to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd surrounding them, and some teachers of religious law were arguing with them. When the crowd saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with awe, and they ran to greet him. What is all this arguing about, Jesus asked. One of the men in the crowd spoke up and said, teacher, I brought my son so you could heal him. He is possessed by an evil spirit that won't let him talk. And whenever this spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground. Then he foams at the mouth, grinds his teeth, and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast out the evil spirit, but they couldn't do it. Just leave that passage up for uh, a a moment. First thing that we notice here is this is a a strong and nasty demonic spirit, okay, that, that is just over this boy, that's in this boy's life. It, it, it is tormenting him. It, it's torturing the boy. Man, it's throwing him in the fire. It's trying, to, it's trying to kill him. This is a nasty spirit, okay? Now, earlier, earlier, in, in I believe it's chapter uh, three, Jesus sent out his disciples and specifically gave them the ability to heal the sick and cast out demons. Those are the two things that he specifically gave them power to do. But if you know scripture, you know that Jesus also told them not to fast. He says, you don't fast while I'm here. You, don't, you actually don't need to fast because I'm here in, in physical form. And so you don't fast when the bridegroom is here. You fast when the bridegroom leaves, right? Like when Jesus leaves, that, that's when you're gonna need to fast, right? But while I'm here, you don't need to do that. And so his disciples, man, they were given power and they had casting demons out. They had healed the sick. They had seen it. They came back like, Jesus, this is awesome. Like, man, this is awesome, man. We're seeing demons cast it out. We're seeing people come to know you, man. It's great, right? This has already happened. And they came, and, and so here in this specific Story, there's this nasty, strong, demonic spirit that is controlling this young boy. They couldn't cast it out. Why? Because they didn't fast. They didn't fast. Because fasting gives us the extra increase of faith and extra power over specific demonic spirits. Okay, let's continue. 
And look, I know this is a deep message today. I'm like, some of you are brand new and, and just started coming to this church. Like, welcome. Like, like, this is where we go. This is what 2022 is going to be about. We're going to experience God's great greatness. We're going to experience spiritual breakthroughs that we've never seen before. We're going to see healing, supernatural healing take place. You're, you're going to see it in your own home and in your own life and in your family. Why? Because we're going to fast and pray. All right, let's continue. Jesus says this, and I love it. I love it when people tell me, uh, um, they're like, you know what? I don't like the church. You know, I don't like the church. But I love Jesus. Oh, I, Jesus is my pastor. Jesus is my pastor. Really? Jesus is your pastor? You faithless people. You know what I mean? Like, I don't talk to you that way, right? Like, this is Jesus. You faithless people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? I don't know anybody, right, that has that tattooed on their arm. You know what I mean? Like, faithless people. You know what I mean? Like, when we think about Jesus, no, we don't think about the hard part of Jesus, the, the, the hard part of, of being a leader and trying to follow Jesus, right? He's like, you faithless people, how must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So the, they brought the boy, but when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion, and he fell to the ground, breathing and foaming at the mouth, okay? So listen, he saw Jesus, and, and it, it gets even worse, right? Like, like it doesn't immediately get, get better when it sees Jesus. And, and let's continue, let's continue. How long has this been happening, Jesus asked the boy's father. And man, last week we talked about creating interest bridges, right, with people in our life. This is what Jesus is doing here. He's creating the interest bridge with the father because Jesus doesn't, he's not just about the miracle. Jesus can do the miracle. He's not just about the miracle. He's about the relationship and the person that, that, that he is healing, okay? Because he wants them to become a follower, right? He, he just doesn't want to do something for them, but he wants them to become a lifelong follower. And so uh, he replied, since he was a little boy, the spirit often throws him into the fire or into water trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. I love this part, okay? He's like, if you can, right? Jesus is like, um, what do you mean? Uh, what, what do you say? If I, if I can? If I can? If I can? If, if I can? Right? Like, he's, he's kind of offended by this, right? Like, if I can? Right? Because he's like, man, you don't have any idea who I am, right? Like, like he's, he's talking to this father, like, you have no idea who I am. And, and, and so there, there's, he's like, man, what, what do you mean if I can? Anything is possible if a person believes. And, and so this is the tattoo moment, right? Like people have tattoos of this. Anything is possible if a person believes. We put this on Facebook and we put it on so Anything is possible. And even the world uses this, right? Anything is possible if you only believe. And so this is the importance of reading scripture in context, right? Jesus is talking about a nasty demonic spirit and having the faith to cast it out, Okay. I know it's a fun passage to take to talk about, but you have to talk about it in context of what Jesus is saying. Okay, let's continue. The father instantly cried out, "I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief." And, and I just want to stop there for a moment. Okay, each and every one of us, and I believe this is what God wants to do this year. Specifically, this is what God wants to do during these twenty-one days of fasting and praying. 
is that there, I want you to take inventory right now of the biggest, what's the biggest unbelief in your life? What are you struggling to believe God for in your life? Maybe it's a financial breakthrough. Maybe it's for your marriage. Maybe it's for your kids to come back to Jesus. Maybe that your kids would start doing good in school. Maybe it's, you know, the students here today that you need a friend in in school. You you need help, right? Like, what what area in your life? Maybe it's a healing. Maybe you need more faith for healing, right? He's like, help me in my unbelief. Jesus wants to help us in whatever area we're struggling with here today. Whatever area, whatever unbelief that you're struggling with, Jesus wants to meet us right where we're at because we see Jesus meeting a a father. And think about if this is your kid, he's meeting the father right where he's at. He has unbelief. And so Jesus is going to meet him right where he's at. When Jesus saw the crowd of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak. He said, I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. Then the spirit screamed, threw the boy into another violent convulsion and left him. The boy appeared to be dead. A murmur ran through the crowd as people said, he's dead. Let's continue. But Jesus took him by the hand, held him to his feet, and he stood up. Afterwards, when Jesus was alone in the house with his disciples, they asked him, why couldn't we cast out that evil spirit? Jesus replied, this kind can be cast out only by prayer and fasting. It makes more sense now when we look at the whole passage as a whole, why the disciples couldn't, but Jesus could. Why? Because Jesus fasted and prayed, and he had the Holy Spirit. The disciples didn't have, weren't doing either one of them. They didn't have the Holy Spirit yet. The Holy Spirit didn't come until Jesus ascended, and the day of Pentecost, what happened? They were filled with the Holy Spirit, which gave them power from on high, and it automatically increased their faith. And they fasted and prayed. History tells us they fasted twice a week, Uh, with the church, okay? There are things in our lives, okay? There are things in our lives that we haven't been able to shake, whether it's a habitual habit or an addiction. And the reason why you haven't been able to shake those things, and and maybe it's generationally or, or whatever it is, is because you haven't gotten aggressive enough with the demons in your life. And the way we do that is we fast and pray. And, and man, next week I'm gonna give you more details of, of fasting and praying, but man, get rid of the distractions in your life. Commit to it this week that you are going to fast and pray with us as a church for 21 days. Even if you're watching online, you're gonna fast and pray with us for 21 days. Man, get rid of the time suckers in your life, right? Just get rid of, man, the video games, the Netflix, man, the, the social media. Man, give God 21 days. Give God three weeks where you go all in. Jesus, I'm going all in. And I'm telling you right now, you will never be the same. If you give a special effort to this fast, God will do things in your life that you never thought imaginable. He wants to meet you in your unbelief. He wants to meet us right where we're at. Come on, let's bow our heads and close our eyes this morning. Maybe you'd say today, pastor, first things first, I've never said yes to Jesus. Or maybe you've just, man, the last couple of years have been hard and you've drifted from the truth. You've drifted from God. And today's the day where you may need to make a recommitment to God or making a commitment for the very first time. I just ask that every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Man, if that's you today, 
Just slip up a hand. I'm not going to make you do anything embarrassing. Yep, just slip up a hand, and you can just put it down today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. And I would just ask this morning as a church that we would help those make the greatest decision of their life today and repeat this prayer. Dear Jesus, I thank you for what you did on the cross. And I ask this morning that you would forgive me of all my sins, that you would come into my life and be my Lord and King. And from this day forward, I will follow you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's give them a hand clap today. Heaven is rejoicing.